What's up, instigators? This is Adam Kasich. I am the instigator, and you are listening to the one, the only, Instigation Nation podcast. You guys like the new track? Been experimenting with some things. The show is evolving. I'm excited to bring you new, fresh stuff all the time. And I don't know about you, but I love that track. Had that custom made by Paul Alexander. If you guys have not heard of him, he is a DJ and aspiring producer down in Miami. Does shows in the Caribbean, does shows in Miami every week. If you guys are in need of some custom music, some some reggaeton vibe feel some caribbean jam feel good upbeat club music dance music make your heart pound make your emotions feel good check him out you can find him on soundcloud and anywhere else but moving on to today's show it's a powerful one for you today welcome to episode number 23 of the instigation nation podcast i am adam Kasich, your inspired instigator host i want to build a little bit on last week where I was discussing this idea of protecting your focus, right? How do we protect our focus? This week, I'm going to break it down a little bit, reduce it to some simplicity for you. And I'm going to give you three keys that are absolutely guaranteed to help you not only protect it, but grow it, make it a fortress so you can keep your mind right and keep moving forward. I want to talk about a tool that I picked up that has helped me a lot, a very simple, practical tool that you can begin using right now. Like, I don't care what you're doing, you can apply it right now. If you guys have heard me talk before, you know that I don't pick my titles and then like build content around that. I get an idea. I let my brain flow. I write a whole bunch of notes and then I outline it for the sake of referencing during a show and I don't come up with the title or exactly what it is until I'm done. And at this point in the recording, which I've just started, I don't have a title, but I've been thinking like, what is it? How to train your focus, how to control your focus, how to control your emotions, how to stay positive no matter what, guaranteed, no fairy BS, whatever. These are all like, these were working titles that I have on my paper. It can be very difficult to be a driven or goal-oriented person and you're trying to achieve some things or you're trying to, to change the vibration of your life, so to speak, where you don't want to be putting out negative stuff all the time. You want to attract some positive stuff and you know you got to put out positive to get that. So that being said, the big challenge for those of us like that is maintaining the positive frame of mind. And I don't mean, again... Like everything's sunny and there's nothing wrong in the world. No, there is. But we're talking about what we can control. There's very few things that we can control in this world. Very, very few things. One thing we can control is the information that we put in our minds. The information we put in our minds is the raw material from which our thoughts are based. Think about it like a recipe, right? 
you are not going to have a chocolate cake if you use vanilla mix. You're not. This is the same thing. You will never maintain or even achieve a positive mindset. Scrolling Facebook all day, reading everybody else bitching about their lives. You will feel bad. It will not serve you. So while we can choose our thoughts, it is very difficult to think about anything positive and productive while we're focused on things that are negative and self-defeating. Then we can control the actions that we take. And I'm going to parallel those three items that I just mentioned, the information we bring in, the thoughts we take from them, and then the actions that we take based off of that information. That's what we can control. And it's very important that we do. And some of this, I'm going to get so minute and focused, like how specific the things that I focus on, like I'm careful to not look at too many billboards if I'm on the highway. I'm careful to to just avoid my eyes going up there because I don't know what they're trying to pitch me and what they're trying to sell me because everyone's trying to sell something, including me right now for you. It's just ideas at this point. Like, you know what I mean? Like this podcast, it's ideas, but I am absolutely trying to sell some of the opinions and the thoughts that I have and the beliefs because I think that they're highly productive for your life or else I wouldn't try to do that. But like the ad that I saw on Instagram today that was shared by someone that I, I, I do respect, he busted him out. He's got a series called Fake Friday and, and Cheerios is putting out a Cheerios protein. And he busted him out, man. This guy's a billionaire. He busted him out. He called out General Mills for deceptive advertising because they're lying. They make it sound good enough so it's legal, but they're lying so it's completely unethical and snaky. And that's what I mean. I don't want to see deception, so I protect my eyes. I protect what I look at. I protect myself in the car. For the most part, you get in my car, I don't know what stations are in my local town. Like, I don't know. Like, Tampa Radio, I don't know what the stations are. I know 99.5 is country. I think that's like country around the world. I don't listen to the radio because more often than not, they're just trying to feed me with their own agenda and all that other stuff. But it's not time for that for today's show. Those three things... Information we bring in, thoughts we have about it, and then the actions we take is going to correspond to these three little tips. I'm just going to, I picked up a way to sharpen it to make it a little stronger, and I'm going to give them to you. And I'm also going to give them to you, like these three tips are things that I've learned that have impacted my personal path of evolution over the past several years. I'm also going to show you, as I do often, what the Bible has to say about that or, or what some of the guidance that I find in there and how it relates to real life. And so just hang with me for a minute and we're going we're gonna to have a good time today. Super short. You're going to be able to re-listen to this over and over. Number one, there's three things that dominate everything else and I just talked about them, right? The object of our focus. So look, what are we focusing on? I know it's a little bit different than the information we put in, but again, I'm translating a little bit. The object of our focus, what we're paying attention to, what we give thought power to, what we give emotional energy to. Think about when you're scrolling Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest or, or look, like anything, anything, whatever you're looking at. And I just use social media as an example, but you can flip through the channels on the TV. You can talk about the people that you hang out with and the information that flows out of their mind. 
you know, the, the old water cooler talk, right? At the office, hanging out at your buddy's desk or cubicle or their vehicle, whatever it is. If you got one of those jobs, you're in transportation, you're using vehicles somehow, whatever it is, you're hanging out with people and you're getting inputs nonstop all day long. How can you possibly maintain a focus to reach your goals if you're consumed by outside information and other people's opinions and agendas that are not in line with where you're trying to go? Obviously, we can't, but it's not often that we bring awareness to this and actually think about it in that light. I'm a very optimistic person by nature, but it's very easy for me to focus on stuff that I don't like because it violates the expectations that I'm trying to manifest. It, it violates and it goes against what I'm trying to do. And so like in my past, I would spend all this time thinking about the thing that hit me instead of just trying to continue on through it. You know, I just did a, a little recent post on Facebook and I actually turned it into a blog post because some people tended to like it. But it was, it's called Tough Versus Soft. You can go on the website, instigationnation.com slash tough, and you can read it there. I cleaned it up a little bit from social, but it's also on Instagram, on my Instagram channel, and it's on Facebook. So Adam Kasichs. Just look at my name on the feed right there, and that's my username. So Tough Versus Soft. And I talked about how just because we, we get busted in the mouth or we take a shot to the back, you know, whatever sucker punch, however life hits us, how often do we see parents go and, and scoop little Johnny up and like start petting his face and, and giving him, telling him, oh, I'm so sorry, baby, let's go inside, I'll get you a popsicle, like you're reinforcing that taking shots is a negative thing. It's not. My son runs the 300 hurdles for varsity track. He's a sophomore. It's his first year. He's getting, I mean, he's a phenomenal athlete, but he's, he's learning track. And hurdles is not a second nature thing to him. He's, he's practicing. But somewhere, somehow, somebody used to run a race around a lap or around a track lap and, and just keep going. They would just run circles. And then somebody decided, we're going to put hurdles in there. Don't we call objects in the way of our goals hurdles sometimes? We use the metaphor. It's a hurdle. On the track, the kids understand that. They expect it, they prepare for it, they train for it, and they jump the freaking hurdle in the race. They don't stop in front of the hurdle and look at it and then start looking around at their coaches or the announcers up in the grandstand saying, will somebody please come take this from me? I'm trying to run a race, but this hurdle's in my way. No. And some of them even bust their kneecaps on those things, man. I'm watching these kids. I'm fascinated by it. Track and field is awesome. Like, I'm just starting to get into it. But the object of our focus... What are we paying attention to? It must remain positive. We either let it happen passively, which is what way over 90% of people do. And it still happens to me. So look, I'm not, this is, there's never any judgment here. I'm always speaking out of my own faults and my own overcomings. So we either let it happen passively or we make it happen actively. And making it happen is the definition of instigation, of an instigator. It's someone or something that makes something happen. So you cannot be an instigator of any kind. And I'm not talking about an irritator or an agitator. All you people like my wife and my parents want to call me an instigator. 
I got friends that call me instigator when I'm agitating people. Yes, I'm an agitator, but I do that for fun. That's a different deal than being an instigator, man. I'll tell you that. Number one, the object of our focus. Number two, the meaning we give it. We give meaning to every single thing. And if something happens that we always consider negative, that we're trained and conditioned to think that is negative, a broken toe, I had a broken toe a year and a half ago, almost, dislocated, sorry, it wasn't broken. <laughs> thing was halfway off my foot. It looked like it was broken. Oh, I got pictures of that nasty thing too. Oh man, that was the first dislocation I've ever had. Crazy. What's the meaning? I don't know. But we assign things to it. Oh, look what happened to me. Poor me. Or, awesome. It's another hurdle. It's another punch to toughen me up. It's another callus on my hands so my hands don't tear as badly next time. They're tougher next time. Whatever it is, you got to come up with the meaning that you assign to it because it's either your life sucks or your life is a training ground for your goals. That's it. There's no two, there's no two other choices to that. Like you can, you can filter that down and narrow it down into more specifics, but that's it. The thought that the, the meaning that you're giving to the thing that you're focusing on is either based off of the fact that why me and poor me, victim mind, right? Duh, my life sucks or no, I'm a champion. I'm in training. Champions bleed. Champions bruise. They get broken bones. They get torn skin. They get knocked out of the game for a while at times. It's training ground. It's training. Think about it like a training mission of any kind. An orientation. I was a nurse once upon a time. I went through several orientations getting new jobs. I had two different nursing licenses. With each one that I took my state boards and passed and I was able to work in that capacity, I had to go through an orientation again because I had, I, I had peaked another level. But just because you enter another level doesn't mean you're totally ready for the level. Our preparation always precedes our progress. Always. There's no way around that. Our preparation always precedes our progress. No progress, you're missing preparation. So number one, the exact thing that we're focusing on, what we're choosing to focus on. Number two, what we tell ourselves it means. And number three, it's simply the actions, the execution that we take from it. What, what we do in response. Do we react? Reactions are typically negative. Or do we respond? And if we're focusing on the negative thing, th nothing good can come out of that. It's self-destructive. Everything else that flows from it, we all, we all have heard the phrase, like, shit rolls downhill. Well, that's a different meaning of it. That's a different application. It's momentum. We've talked about momentum in the last couple of weeks and how real it is. If focus is strong, it's productive, it's, pro it's, it's producing for you, everything else that it produces positive will be in line with that as there are still hurdles thrown in the mix. All you got to do is jump them. If there's a wall in front of you, what kind of person are you? There's two people, right? There's always two kind of people in the world. I kind of like those little maxims. Two kind of people in the world. There's a wall. It either means to stop and go back. This is the end of your road. Or 
you're the kind of person that says, hmm, what kind of tools do I have to, to scale this thing? Can I get over it the way that I am, the way I'm equipped? Is there a door? How far does the wall go down? Maybe I can run the length of it and go around it. Hmm. What is it made of? Is it concrete? Is it wood? Is it paper? Like our fears. Can I run through this thing? There's two types of people and you're one of them. If you love this podcast or you're into this podcast at all, you're the second kind of person. And that's why we get along so well. Here's how I think about it. And look, I know that for most of us, we're not crazy about talk about, you know, related to religion, but if you can hear this with a partially open mind, just a little bit, I guarantee you that I'll show you some things that you've never seen or thought of before, okay? The reason for that is that I don't like organized religion, and I don't like what it's done either, okay? I really don't. Not a big fan. But I got a strong faith, so I had to reconcile that. And then I realized (laughs) they're not necessarily related, That's a great reconciliation. Give you some freedom. Move forward in your day without anxious or shameful thoughts rolling through your mind or spirit as you're trying to learn about your faith and your spiritual beingness. I had to learn to see things as they really are. And in my opinion, the way I go about it, the way God intends them versus the way some religious talking head is trying to feed me to get me to think like them or manipulate what was originally intended. I want you to understand that straight up, the Bible is a book of freedom. It is not some code of like conduct or a a behavioral manual. Like you got to sign a behavioral conduct when you get a new job. Sometimes you will be like this and here's the manual of behavioral expectations. It's not that. That's what religious people use it for. That is what your religious aunt uses it for. Every time you go to her house and she makes you feel guilty about your boyfriend or your girlfriend. That's what she's doing. Or your religious uncle. I want to pick on ladies. So enough of that. Check this out. I know this. I'm going to give you, these are real practical tools and we're out. How do I maintain my focus? How do I define it properly that serves me? And how do I respond in the best, most effective, powerful way that I can? I know this. This is a tool that I've used to help me keep this in my consciousness and make it a habit. I know that the Bible says that all things are good for me or that everything that is happening in my life is working for the good in my life. And that's because I love God. So because of that, it is conditional. Again, I've I've talked about this before too. If you're an evil dirtbag or you're a swindler or a snake, yeah, Be sure, as they say from the South, your sins will find you out. You reap what you sow. That is very real. It's a vibrational pattern, right? We talked about that before. All things, all things are working together for the good. It doesn't mean that all things are necessarily good and pleasant. It just means that they're all working together as a combination product for my good overall, for my betterment. My kids love pizza night. I'm recording this on a Friday. My kids love pizza night. They hate going to bed at seven. That's their week time, school night, bedtime when there's no sports or we're not running around the streets. That's it. That is, they don't like that. But those two simple examples 
They both work together for my child's good, don't they? Same thing. I know it. I believe it. I have a hard time always living it. So I came up, I, I, I heard a couple different phrases and I put this thing together and this is, this is what it is. You ready? Note the time. You're going to want to note this if this matters to you at all. Everything's always working out for me. I get a flat tire. I get a busted taillight. My beach shelter that we use to get a little shade in between the water and the sand that we camp under on the beach, it broke down. It, it tore up last year. We blew out our truck rim last year. We've had some health problems in the last couple of years. Everything. Okay, okay. This is kind of something else I've learned to say to myself. Okay, God, if this is how we're doing it. Okay, if this is the way we're doing it. I trust you. Okay, if this is the way it has to go, I know that everything's always working out for me. It has to become a habit. That's become a mantra for me, man. I say it all the time. At first you say it, oh man, I got stuck in traffic jam again or I'm late to something. Oh yeah, everything's working out for me. Yeah, take the sarcastic route, right? Whatever you got to do, just try to hang hang on to it with a little bit of sincerity and it will begin serving you. But you got to truly believe that they are working together for you. Belief is paramount here. If we don't like what's happening, we have to see it as it's something that's making us stronger like any other challenge or an obstacle course or some other game that stretches us and tries us. My wife just finished leading a challenge group for her ladies at the gym. And she's been doing these, she's been working very hard over the last week, printing up these certificates and putting these ladies' goals in there, where they started, where they finished. They had challenges. These women are strong. They got sick. They got kids getting sick. Some of them might have been in car accidents. I don't know. But like stuff happens, right? A fatality happened on the highway by our house yesterday. And the, the, I said, like, it was closed down. The highway was shut down for like half the day. And that messed up a lot of people's lives yesterday. I guarantee it. Everything's always working out for me. Everything's always working out for me. Okay, if this is how we're doing it. If we like it, we can use it to rise higher and we can use it to rise faster. It's an absolute no-lose mindset. But it's a mindset. And so is your current one. We all operate with a mindset. Just practice this stuff so you can replace the one that doesn't serve you. This isn't about listening to Adam so you can do what Adam says or have what I have. We all got different goals. These are principles that you can take that are not very difficult to begin to implement and make them part of your everyday life. They're just not, especially when you come up with simple little phrases. Don't use mine. Take mine and make yours. Whatever works for you. That's the point. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Your mind. Not by the transformation of your mind in the shape of Adam's or somebody else's or your teachers or your parents or your spouse or your neighbor. I'll leave pastors alone on that one. You got to build a new habit, guys. It does take a little time. But it doesn't take that long. If you're concerted with your effort, it turns into a habit quickly. And watch the momentum in your life change. This habit will become second nature. It'll become unconscious if you practice these few things. Practice it. All right? Like this. This thing, X, Y, Z, had to happen. This thing that just happened. This is like an example. This thing 
that just happened had to happen to get me where I need to go because everything's always working out for me. And in my case, my family. I say it all the time. The kids hear me say it all the time. I'll say it for anything because I'm ingraining it. It's repetitions. How do we produce muscle memory? All of us military people out there, anybody who's gone through what repetitive training, it's about reps. You need reps to grow. You need reps in the gym. You need reps for your mind. You need them. Recap. Number one, your focus. Are you focused on your gossipy neighbor, your shitty family member? Or are you focused on your dreams, your desires, what God would have for your life, even simply the work at hand? What are you focused on? What does it mean? I don't understand this right now, but I know it had to happen because everything's always working out for me. And number three, smart, productive, healthy action, and a lot of it. You want to know how to get out of a funk if you're not feeling it? Or let's say you're not in a funk, but you're just not feeling it. How do I get motivated? People ask that all the time. Put your focus on something that you know you need to do. Tell yourself what it means positively and act with with way more action than is necessary to accomplish it. And watch how good you feel and how fast it happens. That's it, guys. If you need me for anything, email me, adam at instigationnation.com. If we haven't hooked up already on Facebook, the Instigation Nation has a page and Instagram. It's at Adam Kasichs. So check that out and we'll talk next time.